There are more than 10 million tickets available for the 2024 Paris Olympics. But how can you get hold of just the one that's on your list? In this bonus episode of TicketingPodcast.com, Paul Williamson gives his best advice on how you should think if you're planning to visit a big event like the Olympics or the World Cup. Feel free to listen in. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the TicketingPodcast.com. My name is Carl-Eric Moberg, and I'm the host of this podcast. Today's guest is Paul Williamson, director at Two Circles, who also has an incredible track record within ticketing. It's a pleasure to have you as our guest, Paul. Thank you very much for inviting me. Can you please tell uh, our listeners uh, who you are and also a little bit about your background? Um, my name's Paul. I, I work for Two Circles in the in the sports business industry, uh, particularly around data and, and sports events. And my background is in ticketing. So I've been involved in ticketing some of the biggest sports events in the world in the last 20 or 30 years. Great, uh, which means that you probably have some good, good advice for our listeners on on how to how to handle tickets and if they want to go to an event, what should they do, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you've been working at the ticketing. You mentioned some of the most incredible events in the world, and here there is often a high demand for tickets, right? Either the best seats or the best ticket or, or the right sports for the general audience. Any advice on how they should, if I want to go to the Olympics, where should I go? What should I do? What do you recommend? Um, you, should do, you should do two or three things. One is be excited. Want, want to go to the Olympics. Olympics is an amazing event, and you probably get one, maybe two chances in your lifetime to go to the Olympics. So put it on your list. You want to go. Believe me. It's, it's fun. Secondly, sign up. Olympic Games, Paris has just gone on sale. Olympic Games always have a, a fan club, a sign-up, a get involved, and they'll tell you about when tickets are on sale, how to buy them, how to apply for them, and all about the different sports. And thirdly, be open-minded. If you're going to the Olympics, don't just say, I want to go and see Olympic tennis. That might be your first choice. Don't rule out the other sports. They're all good fun as well. They're the best athletes in the world competing for gold medals. And there are 10 million tickets at the Olympics. If you open your eyes and you're willing to go to different sports, you've got much more chance of, of attending an Olympic Games. Great advice. And in which direction should you, should you go? Should you choose uh, travel? Should you book the plane tickets first? Or should you wait until you're secure the tickets for the event? What do you recommend? <laughs> Chicken and egg. There's no correct answer. I sometimes book my flights and my hotel for a big football final in the hope that my team will qualify. And then I cancel the hotel near the time. And, uh, you know, sometimes you do that because, you know, you, you, it, it, it marks it in your, in your calendar. And, and it means that, you know, you've got to, somewhere to stay if, if you if your team is lucky with, with the olympics give yourself a bigger window if you can get a hotel if you can get a, an airbnb then then book it for three or four days and then that gives you a bigger window to get tickets during that time across those three or four days rather than just on one specific day because with a big sports event a lot of the fun is actually in the city 
that night, that morning, who you're traveling with, watching on a big screen the night before, being mm. part of the fan park, going to the, the shop for the event. Give yourself time and space for all of those. And that means planning ahead and booking for three or four days, not for just one night. Yeah, because I guess it's not only about watching the sports. It's also about looking at, I mean, the crowds and the vibe and the energy that such an incredible event uh, offer. Yeah, it, it, it is. And, and, and more than that, you know, I worked on and, and went with family to the Birmingham Commonwealth Games in, in, in England last year, multi-sport event. And during our time there, we were there three or four days, we bumped into athletes with their gold medals, who were happy to chat and pose for photos. Mm. And that's amazing. And, you know, you can't do that with Ronaldo at the World Cup. But at some of the other sports events, those athletes love engaging with the public, engaging with the fans. So that's a great opportunity. Mm. Yeah. And what about you, Paul? What's your favorite match of the season? Speaking of football. Um, I'm 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 a football fan. I, I enjoy football, but I but I enjoy all sports as well. And you know, my 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 wife is a big athletics fan, so going to athletics with her is fun because I'm seeing an event through someone else's eyes as well as my own. Mm. In foot in football, it's really it's really interesting. In football, I want my team to win and I want your team to lose. Okay, I'm quite clear. In athletics, I want everyone to do really well. And I'd like my runner to come across the line first, but I want a really good race. Yeah. And so it's a it's a different it's a different outlook to to going to the event than just to football, which is a bit tribal. Mm, mm, sure. But you're talking. Uh, you're you're a huge football fan, which you which you mentioned. And um, for our listeners, we've been asking uh, the ticketing experts. Uh, if I really want a ticket uh, for a sold-out match or a, or a, a high-intensive match, uh, is there any uh, secret backdoor uh, that you know of? <laughs> I wish it wouldn't be very secret if I if I announced it. No, I mean no, because I think there used to be, but I think now it's much more difficult. You know, if you want a ticket for a football match. Join their membership scheme. See if you can get a ticket through that legitimately at face value, um, rather than diving into the, uh, the, the 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 secondary market where a lot of tickets in the end don't exist, uh, even if they appear to be legitimate for sale. Um, so be careful. But it's much more difficult for a sports club, a football club, now to be to be helpful and to be be friendly and find a ticket for someone because then it's all over social media and you can't do it again because if if someone is lucky to get a ticket they immediately put it on you know on social media everywhere and and suddenly it's not it's not a secret or it's not someone being helpful because it was a birthday or an anniversary or someone was dying you know and you're trying to help them out suddenly it's 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 big news and you can't repeat it so the world's got more difficult it's not easy to be discreet anymore, I suppose. It's not easy to be helpful either. <laughs> I can imagine. In in Bergen, uh, where our, our local club is, uh, in the west side of Norway, there's a club called Brann, which means fire in, in English. Um, and there is a hill behind the stadium. And the biggest fans actually has bought an apartment there to, to watch all the, the matches. So I guess that's a secret backdoor. 
score, but that's also a crazy way to do it uh, or a big investment. I went to watch Oxford United play Arsenal in the Cup um, a month ago with my son, who's an Arsenal fan. And Oxford United Stadium has three sides with with stands with people sitting in. And on the fourth side, it's a car park with a fence. So people had driven their cars up to the car park, up to the fence, and were standing on the roof of their cars, looking over the fence so they could see the match. Amazing. And that is, a, I guess that's a crazy attempt. But what's the craziest attempt you've seen in your ticketing uh, career report? I'll be careful with my words, but this one still makes me smile, okay? I was working at London 2012, and a colleague from the commercial team, um, not the ticketing team, but the wider commercial team, sent me a text saying, Paul, I really, really need to get two tickets for athletics tonight. I've been working hard. Any chance you can help me? And so we had a look round, and I sent a text back saying, yeah, just this once. I've sorted you out. There's two tickets underneath your keyboard on your desk. Enjoy. Thought no more about it. Following day, I get a text back saying, Paul, fantastic, amazing night. Thank you ever so much. The athletics were, was brilliant and the tickets got me laid. Okay. There's, not, there's not much you can say to that. <laughs> there's not much to say. I'm 100% agree with you. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, back to, um, back to uh, uh, our listeners and, and how we can help them. And I think choosing a career within ticketing is, is, is super interesting. You get to work with some of the greatest events in the world. And speaking of secret backdoors, I mean, that's, uh, it's hard work, uh, which I know you've mentioned before. <laughs> but what's your advice to, to our listeners who would like to pursue a career within ticketing? Um, be prepared for hard work. Be willing to, to, to talk to people and to be able to say no. And, and work with a smile on your face. Enjoy it. If, if, if you're positive and helpful, that will come across to your customers and to your fellow team members, and, and you'll enjoy it. And, and ticketing is great fun because it's fast moving. There's a, a new event every week or every night if you work in music or theater. And, and that you know, keeps you going, keeps you busy. There's never, there's never a quiet time. And that's what makes it an interesting business. And I always say in ticketing, you, you don't become an expert in ticketing. You become an expert in a whole load of business skills like, like marketing, like customer service, like finance, like pricing, like revenue projection, like uh, organization. And all of those things come through ticketing because it's a busy job interacting with the public. So it's a great place to start a, a career. 100% agree. And that brings us to the end of this episode today. Thank you so much for participating, Paul. Thank you very much for having me. It's been, it's been good fun. Great. You've been listening to uh, the TickTingPodcast.com, where today's guest has been uh, Paul Williamson, director of Two Circles. There's two versions of this podcast. It's the one you've just been listening to. Uh, this is the short and sweet version. And there's another version. Let's call it the industry expert version. If you would like to hear more from Paul, you can check that out as well, which I'm sure you will. And you'll find it on the very same platform uh, where you found this one. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our sponsor, TicketPro, for powering the TicketingPodcast.com. My name is Carl-Eric Moberg. Until next time. Thank you.